the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 402 AM 560 WFIL. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate you. My name is Tim DeMoss. The forecast, uh, cloudy. It's pretty. I like cloudy days. I've said that before, but I... It, it, it comes across as like a calm kind of a thing to me, watching big, thick clouds go over, a little drizzle here or there, even the steady rain's nice. I don't mind sun either, but days like today, I kind of like too. As we head toward evening, skies do clear out. It'll be chilly, down to 33. Yikes. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. High 41. And uh, peeking ahead to Thursday morning could be interesting with a quote-unquote wintry mix. Sixers won last night. Flyers home tonight. And uh, this hour, we're looking forward to focusing on prayer a bit, especially with uh, Carter Conlon. He's the senior pastor of Times Square Church in New York, and uh, he has a book out simply called It's Time to Pray. Just came out, God's Power Changes Everything. So we're going to chat with Pastor Conlon. Uh, Also going to play a little music from Apologetics. We had them on I don't know, a month and a half ago, and they have a song on their newest CD called Handle with Prayer. We'll throw that in and give away at least a copy or two of that CD a little later on the program. And uh, also going to share a little story with you as we go about Scripture and and prayer. So we'll take care of that this hour. Uh, Don't forget, just on a side note, WFIL has its Ministry of the Month this month as In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Uh, A lot of free stuff associated with that. Help yourself at WFIL.com. Anyone who would like uh, the November-December issue of In Touch magazine, that's yours. The November issue of the In Touch devotional and the We Shall Be Like Him booklet. That's for anyone who'd like to go, WFIL.com. Help yourself. Every weekday, we're also making winners of Dr. Stanley's latest book called Jesus, Our Perfect Hope. Folks like Teresa in Warminster, Shelley in Glen Olden, and Roger in Allentown have won. Uh, every week, we're giving away a gift bag from In Touch, Marty in Sicklerville, New Jersey, one of our weekly winners. On top of that, a big grand prize gift basket valued at $475 that we'll hand out at the end of the month. So if you haven't hopped in there yet, do so at WFIL.com. It's In Touch Ministries with Dr. Charles Stanley, WFIL's Ministry of the Month for November. You can catch that program a couple times each weekday, 8.30 in the morning, also 11.30 in the evening. As we get into our uh, conversation about prayer today, I want to just play back a little something I had on the air yesterday. Pastor Joe Foch with the 7.30 in the morning's program, Straight from the Heart, was on. And at the end of the program, you know, Straight from the Heart's been on for a lot of years. Pastor Joe, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia, around for a lot of years. And I kind of just asked Pastor Joe to step back from everything. We, we had covered a lot, including their men's conference coming up this weekend, where they're ordering 4,000 wings. <laughs> and buckets of ice cream at the end of a wonderful night of worship and communion and speakers. Uh, That's a Friday, Saturday thing. Katinas are coming. So we talked about all those things, how Pastor Joe got saved, and um, 
his testimony, how the church got started. But then I just said, like, if you had to kind of communicate something to everybody, uh, all that stuff said, what would you want to tell people? And one, if, if, not surprisingly, he focused uh, quite a bit on prayer. So here's just a little clip from yesterday's conversation with Pastor Joe. You know, there, there are several things. Look, I, I had the privilege of living through a genuine awakening in the church, the moving of the Spirit in, the, in 69 to 72. And um, I would, that's, we're, without that, we're dead in the water, you know. We're, we're outmanned and we're outgunned by the world. Um, you know, 50% of kindergarten kids have mobile devices now. Half of them have been on pornographic sites. That's one out of four. The fastest growing users, 11 to 13. One out of three new users in America is a woman. I just think without a, a, a revival and a moving of the Holy Spirit, you know, we're dead in the water. So we changed our Sunday night eight years ago, our Sunday night Bible study into a prayer meeting, and, and we've got several hundred people that come every Sunday night. Jim Simmel is a friend of mine. Of course, he's got the Tuesday night prayer meeting up there, but I'd like to invite anybody who wants to, to come and pray with us on Sunday night for revival in Philadelphia and the city. And mm. I think that's huge. I think the nation's become divisive. God has not called us to be political. He's called us to be moral. You know, as a church, individuals are called into the political realm. That's great. I think they should do that. But the church itself is called to be moral, not political. We're called to be spiritual, not Democrat, Republican, you know, independent. I, yeah. And I think if that's become divisive, and, and I think we need to realize, look, we're citizenships of another, our citizenship is in another world. We, because of that, we should be good citizens here. We can't do that without being moral citizens. But but this is not our home. We are passing through, and we got to take as many people with us as possible. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we need revival. God forbid, you know, Chuck Smith, J.I. Packer, Charles Stanley, Warren Wiersbe, these guys are passing off the scene, and they're handing the baton to us. And if we take that in the energy of the flesh, God forgive us, hmm. you know. We, we need the, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives as pastor. We need to be committed to the Word, not—everybody you know, talks about being culturally relevant, and, and you know, I, I watch young pastors go online. They could never do that before, and they make up their own menu. Where's the crowdest place, the most crowded? What's the coolest place? Where's the, the light show and the laser machines and the smoke machines? And they kind of put together a smorgasbord of what they think produces a successful church. And yet 1,500 churches a month are closing. You know, it's, it's not working. We, we need to get back to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. We need a genuine revival. And we don't need to be—that's not cultural. You know, if you're a Chinese missionary, you're culturally relevant. They've been there for th thousands of years. Right. This is trend—what they're talking about really is trend relevance, and it dies out in 10 years. It's gone. It comes and it goes, where the Word of God abides forever. And— Jim Simula said it perfectly. He said, look, the church never moves forward without falling back. The church never moves forward unless it falls back on the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, so Amen. That, that's my passion at this point. Amen. Amen. Pastor Joe Foch been our guest, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia. You can catch the program every weekday morning, 730 to 8 on WFIL, straight from the heart. And uh, all that said... 
how can people pray for you? You have a lot of responsibility, obviously, with the church. I'm sure you've learned to delegate and, and manage from afar and be involved. But uh, still, there's a lot of people under your care and, and, and involved uh, on your radar. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So how can people pray for you? Well, me personally, just my alone time with the Lord, all of this is wonderful, but it's grown. It, it can eat you alive, keeps you busy. It's good stuff, you know, but originally I just wanted to teach a Bible study. I just need to get alone with the Lord in Scripture, and people can pray that Lord keep a hedge about my, my wife and I and our kids and our grandkids. We're high-priority targets. There's always a mortar coming down somewhere, you know, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> I appreciate some coverage. Yeah. You know, I need air support, so. All right, Pastor Joe Foch on our program yesterday from Calvary Chapel of Philadelphia and the weekday morning program, Straight from the Heart, talking about prayer, talking about God's Word, talking about depending on Him. We're going to dig into all that further as we go along here, including uh, having senior pastor of, uh, of Times Square Church, Carter Conlon, coming up. He has a book called It's Time to Pray. We'll chat with him in just a moment here. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 4.13 a.m. 560 WFIL. Good afternoon. It's Tim DeMoss continuing along. Uh, while you're at WFIL.com, by the way, to pick up that free stuff from In Touch Ministries, our Ministry of the Month, don't forget to take a peek at what James McDonald and Walk in the Word has to offer. It's a resource called God Wrote a Book, Pastor McDonald explaining why he believes the Bible is the inspired Word of God, how it originated, what the Bible's good for, its benefits. Uh, if you are a believer, it's good for you. If it's for if you're not a believer, it's good for you too. The way the book was written, it's designed for people with questions and to examine things, uh, including you know the historicity of the Bible and the infallibility of Scripture and how reliable is it. It's called God Wrote a Book. You can get that free at wfil.com, courtesy of James McDonald and Walk in the Word, which you can hear a couple of times each weekday, eight a.m. and eight p.m. Speaking of uh, Prayer, as we've been talking about prayer and God's Word today, It's Time to Pray is a brand new book. It's uh, just came out last week. Carter Conlon, the senior pastor of Times Square Church in New York, wrote this, and we are privileged to have him on the program today. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Tim. Thank yeah. you for calling. I appreciate it very much. Our privilege. Maybe I thought I could set it up by asking you first, what direction you're coming from with It's Time to Pray as to what prompted you to write it in the first place? What's on your heart to share? Well, what prompted me to write it in the first place is uh, I had a writer in New York City who's a a New York Times bestseller, and he said, I I really want to get your story out, your autobiography and writing, because it, it has been quite a story of what God has done in my life through prayer. And he said, I want to get it out there. And uh, I said, well, okay, we're gonna, we, we can do it, but uh, I insist on that we write the truth. We share the, the struggles, we share the downside, we share everything, so that uh, people who read it later on can understand that God doesn't take somebody as perfect. He takes us with all of our struggles, and as we continue to pray, the doorway to something extraordinary in Him begins to open. So that's my hope in the book, is that people will read it, and I literally close the book every chapter and just start praying and say, God, if you can do that for him, you can do this for me too as well. And so that, that was my intent in writing it. 
Pastor uh, Carter Conlon, Senior Pastor of Times Square Church in New York City with us. You mentioned the word chapter there, which is one of my questions for you. Uh, how is It's Time to Pray set up in terms of uh, each chapter? Is there a pattern to how you handle the book, or, or it's it settled into a, a rhythm that way? Or Yeah, yeah. Well, I started out in the beginnings, you know, just coming to Christ at the age of 24. I was a police officer in uh, Canada. And, uh, you know, just beginning to pray about issues of character that needed to be changed in my life, of learning how to be a husband, learning how to be a father. You know, so it, it, it was the basic battles that every every believer in Christ fights. How the Lord set me free from uh, nine years of suffering panic attacks from the time I was 15 till I was 24. Set me free, really, through prayer in, in one one minute in an evening. And then I fast forward, so it, it builds one thing after another. It's just that journey of just learning who God is, what He will do, of communicating with God, believing His promises uh, in, in His Word, and then ending up, in a sense, uh, on a field in Africa, for example, uh, in one of the chapters uh, in, in a civil war area between uh, nominal Christianity and, the, uh, and Islam, preaching the gospel to 500,000 people standing and seeing over 100,000 give their lives to Christ in one service. And so I just, I talk about this all the way through. Of how, how, did, how did that happen? How did it build? Uh, how, did, how did I learn how to communicate with God? How did I learn what prayer was? And how does that affect other people? Under the, the inference, I suppose, that there's, there's this preposterous um, whisper of what God wants to do in every person's life. You know, it's something that God only through our lives can do. And, uh, you know, encouraging people to believe whatever it is that God spoke to your heart that he's going to fulfill if you'll stay in communion with him and, and continue to believe him. That, that's really how it builds in the book. Pastor Carter Conlon, Senior Pastor of Times Square Church in New York City, and uh, this new book just came out, It's Time to Pray. In general, why do you think prayer, being what it is, is such a struggle for people sometimes? Well, it's a struggle because people don't know how to pray. You know, um, um, this is going to be about a three-minute answer. Are you, are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I, I, I've always wanted to pray. Since the time I became a believer in Christ, it's been a passion in my heart to learn how to pray. So I, I read the books, uh, Reese Howell's Intercessor, Praying Hyde. I read everything you could find on prayer. I attended the seminars, and I, I found most of it was out of reach or it was formulaic and, uh, you know, Sometimes you had to go through all this rigmarole to come in the presence of God. Other times you had to get on your knees because that was the only thing holy. And you fully get this. I mean, I just, yeah. I've studied this. I've, it's been my pursuit and my passion. I mean, I, I started a club in Canada called the Five O'Clock Club where everybody woke each other up to pray. I just did all kinds of stuff to the point of even bursting a blood vessel in my eye one time because you had to pray with intensity. And then I remember reading in the Bible where Paul said, Pray without ceasing. I, I remember thinking, oh, for heaven's sake, how in the world do you do that? I mean, I would die. I, I mean, an, an hour of prayer was such a labor. I mean, the, the fact of adding 23 more hours to that was just, I mean, there's got to be a reason. And then finally, when I just came to a point of exhaustion, the Lord just spoke to my heart one day. He said, Carter, I had a friend in a place called Eden, and I would come down in the cool of the evening, and I would commune with my friend, and I would bring animals to him and say, Adam, what, what do we call this? And we communed together. We talked together. And he said, I, I lost my friend. And I had a plan already in my heart to go back and not only get him back, but all of his descendants, of which you are one. And all I've ever wanted to do is talk to you. And then it suddenly dawned on me that 
I have the Spirit of God. I have the third person of the triune God living inside this earthen vessel. And I can pray without ceasing just by throughout my day. I just acknowledge His presence in my life, and I just talk to Him. It's as simple as that. Now, yeah, I do have I do have times where I set aside to pray with others and you know to have a time of prayer alone. But I, I'm aware that He's inside of me. So prayer is an everyday, all day part of my life. And it's it's not like you have to be shut away for an hour to do this. It's I just start talking to God like I talk to you right now. Carter Conlon, Senior Pastor, Times Square Church, New York City, brand new book. It's time to pray. We'll continue our conversation with Pastor Conlon in just a moment. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 423 on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. Just a quick heads up. This coming weekend, it's just about here. Family Life's Weekend to Remember Marriage Conference. It's happening at King of Prussia. Uh, still time to register. If you do, take a second and do so through our website because if you enter the promo code weekend, 100 bucks off. Just like that, off the uh, per couple dis, uh, registration cost. So it's a weekend to remember. Fall 2018. There's a banner right on our homepage, WFIL.com. The single word weekend worth a hundred bucks off. They're actually close to selling out. There's still some room, but it's a nice, healthy crowd that's gathering. And uh, bottom line is, no matter how well or not so well your marriage might be doing, the conference really should help provide a boost and be a good thing, uh, give insight and encouragement. We had uh, one of the speakers who's going to be uh, Greg Speck is his name. He's going to be there this weekend, and he talks about like people come who you just got just got married fresh off their honeymoon. They want to come and people have been there for 50 married 50 plus years. Uh, and it's individual just to clarify that one of the things he said, it's not like you're in this big group session where you're sharing all your stuff. It's really a lot of people in sessions, but like in a group arrangement, but then you go back and you're just yourselves most of the time. So, uh, you're able to go, you know, you're with a lot of people, but it's private in a lot of ways as well. So anyhow, that's this weekend, family life today's weekend to remember marriage conference in King of Prussia, details at WFIL.com. And that promo code again, weekend for the $100 off. We're continuing our conversation with Carter Conlon. He is the senior pastor of Times Square Church in New York. Brand new book just came out last week called It's Time to Pray. God's Power Changes Everything. And I know one of the uh, scriptures that really very central and comes through in and out of the book often is Mark chapter 9. Maybe you could talk about that? Well, Mark chapter 9 just, uh, I think, gives us a, a bit of a pattern of the day that uh, you and I are now living in. It's a gentleman with a, a child that's uh, being driven by darkness. And you and I, we look around us today and we, we recognize this, um, this agenda, in a sense, of uh, spiritual wickedness that's really trying to swallow a whole generation of young people. And this man doesn't he takes his child to the religious system of the day as it existed, and it, it was powerless to do anything but argue and blame. And then he finally brings this, uh, this, uh, this boy to Jesus and says, uh, can you do something? Can you help me? This, this, uh, this evil has gotten a hold of my uh, child's heart and that's, uh, is threatening to destroy our future and, uh, and uh, the child's future. And he says, if you can do anything, help, if, you can, if you can do anything, help us. And Jesus responds to him by saying, if, if you can believe all things are possible to him that believes, then his heart responds and says, God, I believe, help my unbelief. You know, and, and to me it tells us that 
you know, we're living in a generation that's where there's a real encroaching darkness in our society right now. And, and we don't, you know, sometimes we think we have to have that mountain-moving faith to begin to pray to make a difference. But this man, he only had a mustard seed of faith. And he had, he had a, a humility in his heart that says, God, I believe as much as I can. You're going to have to take me across the finish line because I, I, I only have as much as I have. You've got to help me while I can't believe you. And, of course, that, the Lord took that, uh, that faith, a little bit of faith that he had, and he set his uh, son free. And I, I believe that, you know, lest we fall under the uh, deception that we have to have this mountain-moving faith, we can begin to pray now with what we have and say, God, have mercy on this generation. Have mercy on uh, the children that are being um, aborted in the womb. Have mercy, God, on our our uh, grade school children that are being uh, gender confused um, in their in their grade schools. Have mercy on our high schoolers that are being told there is no God. Our college students that are being uh, radicalized against both God and country. God, we're living in a terrible time. And we ask you to have mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. And, and if, if, if we need more faith, you're going to have to give it to us. But we bring to you what we have. And really, that's the point. Bring, bring now to God what you have and watch what he's going to be able to do with that. Pastor Carter Conlon with us. He's the senior pastor of Times Square Church in New York City with a brand new book called It's Time to Pray. It kind of speaks to just keep talking with God throughout the day. It's not about pushing him to do it right this second, but it's more about that communion and talking with him like, does that seem to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Tim. I, I mean, the, the truth of the story I told you earlier is that when I was a young uh, police officer, I, I had no ministry training. I had never... I was not a public speaker. As a matter of fact, I would be the, the last person you'd ever choose to do something like that. But I, I began... I remember one day I was walking the beat, and I began to pray a prayer. I said, Lord, I, I want to win 100,000 people to you before I die. This is what I'm asking you for, God. And, and I began to be specific in my prayer. I, not people who just raise their hands in a service somewhere, but, but people who actually live for you and end up at your throne one day having served you. And this began to be my prayer, even though it was preposterous, because there was nothing at all in the natural that could ever hope to fulfill this, for, for God to answer this prayer. Now, I'm 25 years old or so when I'm, when I'm uh, praying this prayer. Now, fast forward, I'm in my late 50s. I'm standing on a field in Africa in the midst of a war zone. 500,000 people have gathered. This is a very, very volatile moment. Uh, I shared an evangelistic message and uh, gave an opportunity for people, both Muslim and nominal Christian, to receive Christ. And if the numbers are right, the local people there told us the the crowd they estimated was as as small as 400,000, as big as 700,000. There was really no way. It was a sea of people. There's no way to count it. Or determine it. You couldn't see the end of the crowd in any direction. Um, but if their numbers were correct, then, then at least 100,000 people raised their hands to receive Christ the first night. And I went back to my hotel room, and I got on my knees beside my bed, and I was just going to give God thanks for that evening. And, I, I, and it came back to me, the prayer that I had prayed many, many years, over 25 years before, and the Lord showed me that he had answered my prayer in one hour. This thing seemed to be impossible to me when I prayed it. And then when I got down to pray, here's what he spoke to my heart. He said, Carter, don't limit me. Don't limit what I can do. Don't, don't put a line. Don't put a barrier. Don't put a wall. Don't say this is as far as, as God can take me, and he can't take me any farther. 
And uh, I'll never forget that moment as long as I live. I had just witnessed a miracle, and yet God said, don't limit me. That was the greatest sin of the nation of Israel. It wasn't the golden calf, is that they limited the Holy One of Israel, and they didn't believe that I could furnish a table in what they saw as their personal wilderness. And so I finished the book by talking about praying and believing God now for a spiritual awakening in America, which is our the desperate need of this hour. And and I have learned in all of these years that I've served him now not to limit him. I've learned that he answers prayer, and I've learned that he does above and beyond all we can even ask or think. And, and I'm hoping that people who read this book will join me in this. And now, uh, just as a side note, I don't, I don't take any royalties from this book or any other books that I write. I, I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm not doing it for fame or notoriety or any of that stuff. This is really about prayer. Every dime that comes in goes to a, into a missions fund. Um, this is not about that. I'm not looking for anything other than, than uh, oh, God, my prayers. When people read this book, may they, be, may they be led, may they be encouraged, may they be motivated to begin to pray again like they've never prayed in their whole life. That, that's the only reason that I've really done this. Excellent. Excellent. Senior Pastor Carter Conlin of Times Square Church is our guest. We want to take a very brief break, and then we're going to come back and continue our conversation, uh, wrap things up. And we also have some giveaways to do. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for doing that. AM 560 WFIL, also online, WFIL.com. Live and local. It's The Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 435, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. Had a cloudy, rainy, off and on kind of day. Mild-ish. But tonight getting chilly. 33 the low. Clear skies, mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Stay on the cold side, 41 the high. And it looks like uh, periods of snow on Thursday around the midday time at the moment, and then maybe shifting over to rain later in the day. Never can tell, because Thursday's high around 38. Sixers won last night. Flyers are home this evening. And we have a giveaway to do before the hour's through. We're talking prayer today. And uh, been privileged to have Carter Conlon, the senior pastor of Times Square Church, on with us with this new book, It's Time to Pray, that came out last week. Uh, folks, maybe like I've heard of that church, Times Square Church. Yes, well-known church. Uh, David Wilkerson of Teen Challenge uh, fame, shall I say, and who wrote The Cross and the Switchblade, uh, was the original, I guess, the founding pastor there. And then how did you guys get connected? I think he invited you to be on staff at first. You kind of moved on, for, uh, kind of up from there? Or? Yeah, well, I was pastoring in Canada, and I was traveling throughout the country as, a, I guess, he's sort of a revivalist. Yeah. And um, a man called Leonard Ravenhill got a hold of a message that I had preached somewhere and called me in Canada and asked me if I would come to Lindale, Texas, and spend three days with him at his home. So I, I, it's 1991. I flew to Lindale. I, I spent three days with him, and he just more or less poured into my life from 7 in the morning till 7 in the evening. And uh, the day I left, he just he, uh, spoke some things into my life that he felt that God was going to do uh, through me, and then uh, covenanted, he said, to pray for me every day for the rest of his life. And, so he, I wow. didn't know it, but he sent uh, two messages to David Wilkerson, who stuck them in the glove compartment of his car, and they were there for three years. And in 1994, David Wilkerson was driving back to the city, and he was in prayer, and he said, God, you've got to help me. I, I need help. This church is growing quickly, and it, it just needs uh, some structure and some help. And, 
And uh, he reached in his glove compartment for something, and, and two messages fell on the floor. <laughs> and they were both the same speaker. So he plugged one in, and uh, the rest is history. He called my home, asked if I would come to New York City the following Tuesday, and I've been there ever since. And that's uh, 25 years ago now. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, God knows all that stuff, right? Isn't it something? Yes, he does. <laughs> Was it Martin Luther? Who was it? Who was it who said if his day appear ahead appeared to be super full, he would get up like three hours earlier to pray? <laughs> you remember that? Have you heard? <laughs> oh, the... No, I don't. But that's a good. That's a good. Uh, a good way of looking at it. Well, sure. yeah. As far as tackling the day, how can people pray for you? We'll wrap up our time. Just uh, you know, I'm sure you have a huge responsibility. So even just take, to continue to take time, you know, with the Lord. But anything come to mind? How people could pray for you? Yeah, just just for strength. Uh, I'm 65 now, and it just seems like the doors that are opening are are larger than I've ever known in my lifetime. Um, I can't talk about some of them, but it's it's just God is just seemingly leading me into a a, a bigger uh, arena. And um, yeah, you know, I don't have the natural strength to do this, um, but I trust Him for whatever He's uh, called me to do. He'll give me the strength to do it. So if you could mm. pray for strength, I would. I would really appreciate that. Amen. Pastor Colin, thank you so much for your time. The new book, it's called It's Time to Pray. You can find out more about it simply online as well. It's time to pray book.com. I, I, the older I get, the more I'm hearing what you're saying, really, that relational, just t- taking time with him and communing throughout the day, because I think it's, it, it shows that you're trying to realize or acknowledge that we really need him all day and not just uh, yeah. like breakfast and now, okay, now I can go. <laughs> <laughs> but like I need. Well, it's it's yeah. just a relationship. I know what I said. You know, like uh, my wife came home uh, a couple months ago, and um, uh, she said to me, "Who are you talking to downstairs?" <laughs> <laughs> talking to God. That's <laughs> just something I do all day now. I'll I'll, uh, I'll speak with him as I'm going down the street. Yeah. Some days I'll just see somebody standing in the corner, and I say, "God, maybe nobody's ever prayed for that person." I just lift them up before you now, and I ask for mercy to come into their lives and. You know, it's just it's just an all-day acknowledging of him. I don't know how to say it. It's, it's a wonderful way to live and to pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, sir. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, thanks, Tim. Thank God you. bless. You Take too. Care. Bye-bye. That's Carter Conlon, Senior Pastor, Times Square Church. The book, It's Time to Pray, God's Power Changes Everything. I don't know about you. I really uh, am privileged to hear men of God like Carter Conlon or like Joe Foch yesterday. People have been around the block a few times and know some stuff. It's just... Uh, my wife taught me this a little bit. She, she's when we we're at our church one time. She just when we we're a little younger in our thirties. She said, you know, there there are people in this church who have a lot to offer. People in their fifties and sixties maybe don't have an official role, but they got a lot of wisdom. There's a lot to learn from people who've lived life, and uh, so I'm, I'm and she's right. And so I've actually sought some people out and and, and made sure people in our church are friends with to just pick their brains every now and again, and. Similarly, I, I look forward to not just because there's a show to do here and we have people on, but because it's a chance to sit and listen from people who who know. And, uh, of course, you got to be careful and compare what you hear to what Scripture has to say. But it's been pretty good because we've been basically talking about Scripture throughout our time together. So, again, Carter Conlon, it's time to pray the name of the book. We have a little break here, and then we're going to come back, and we have a giveaway to do. And I want to share a story with you, too. Coming up in just a moment, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D 
at WFIL.com. 444 AM 560 WFIL. Listen to the Tim DeMoss show. By the way, podcasts are up at WFIL.com. Thanks to the hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio between 402. No, 402. Would you count the news? You're there for that, Joe. Four o'clock to at least 4.58 and 50 seconds when Jim Maxim prays. Somewhere around there. Four to f- Let's give you four to five. I'm gracious like that. The whole hour, Joe. That's right. Joe has been working, sweating bullets, and now the podcasts since we started the program in early September are available, so feel free to go give it a listen. Some of the guests you may have missed, if this is like the first day of ever listening to our program, we've had uh, Brad Lidge, and J.C. Romero, 2008 World Series champions with the Phillies. They were on, actually, the anniversary, the 10-year anniversary of the World Series. And the day after, we had one on each day, talking baseball, talking their faith. Uh, we had Jenny Cathcart. She is the e-bike manager at General Motors, telling about this really cool technology and the contest. So you can, again, listen to the podcast that to find out what that's about. Gary G. Cobb has joined us several times, former former Eagle and longtime Philly broadcaster, godly guy, very funny as well. And um, we've had Bishop Eric Lambert Jr. from Bethel Deliverance International Church, also from Climbing Higher, which is right to, before this program from 3.30 uh, to 4 every weekday. Tyler Shore, the most sought-after halftime act in college basketball. And we had Daryl and Carol Van Dyken from Cyprus. They're helping lead that Silk Road project with Transworld Radio. Just such a little cross-section, a mere smattering of guests we've had. Help yourself and enjoy those podcasts at WFIL.com. Another guest that we have had on our program, a gentleman named Jay Jackson. He's the lead singer of Apologetics, which is a Christian parody band. Going to give away their latest CD in just a moment, but want to give you a small snippet of our conversation that we had near the end of September with Jay. He was sharing about his, how he became a believer, and it involved saying a prayer in a church. Here we go. Uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday, 1988. I was out of college, and I was dating a girl. I was in a relationship with her I shouldn't have been in, and um, she lived next door to a church. She was a church organist, as a matter of fact. And I wow. Next door in an empty church, and... Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, it was the, the Redskins uh, against the uh, Denver, uh, Denver Broncos. That, that historic year where Doug Williams had all the touchdown passes. And um, I just poured my heart out to God. I wasn't feeling, uh, beforehand, I wasn't thinking, oh, i gotta, I got to change my life. I'm going to go on the railroad tracks. Nothing. I just, I don't, it, just, it was like on a whim. You know, God compelled me. I went there and uh, poured my heart out to him. And I said, look, I don't, I don't know what. I don't know for sure if you're there, but if you're there, I, I need you in my life. I, I, I don't have anything I can offer to you now. If I ever did, I don't know. And I think of feeling like the hell I'm going to go. I don't want to go. I need you to come into my life. And frankly, Tim, when I got done, I probably didn't, you know, I, I went back to my girlfriend's apartment and I didn't like end the relationship or anything. So, but in the weeks that followed, it was like I started picking up the Bible again. I picked it up a year earlier and tried to do it in my own strength, but I started picking it up and, uh, so much to the point that she kicked me out. It, it kicked me out of her apartment because <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Bible. I didn't want to do anything else. And so, uh, that's funny. We, uh, yeah. And, and she eventually, it's funny because then she had second thoughts and called me back trying to get back together. And I'm like, no, no, I can't. And I ended up having a chance to share with her about my own life and confessing about my own sins. And she turned around and said, 
I want this. And she became a born-again Christian. Wow. So we, we were better friends after we broke up. And then she, uh, anyway, so it just it, it wow. snowballed. I started reading the Bible, read it cover to cover, over and over, never stopped. And now here I am, you know, wife and five kids, and been a born-again Christian now for 30 years. That's Jay Jackson, lead singer of Apologetics, and uh, he's just sharing a little bit of his testimony. Very genuine guy. The band actually got started out of Bible study, and he used to write parody songs, and uh, they have done hundreds of them over the years. I think it's close to 30 years now. Uh, Apologetics' most recent CD is called Nietzsche, and because uh, there's always a play on words somewhere. And one of the songs from that CD is called Handle with Prayer. So I thought, hey, what better time to play that and to maybe give the CD away than today, where we're talking about prayer. Earlier, we had Pastor Joe Fosha just playing back a clip from yesterday. Talking about prayer, we had a senior pastor of Times Square Church, Carter Conlon, on with us talking about his book, It's Time to Pray, which just came out last week. And so while we're thinking about it, let's add the musical compo- uh, component to our fine broadcast and let's play Handle with Prayer. This is uh, originally done by the Traveling Wilburys. You may recognize, you know, it was Bob Dylan and it was uh, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty, and who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting one person. It'll come to me. Uh, George Harrison. Yes. So those five traveling Wilburys did Handle with Care. This is Handle with Prayer. Go ahead and call in if you'd like to win a copy of this CD, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-WFIL, 800-569-345. This is Handle with Prayer. Apologetics, WFIL. Wind speed up and batted us round. Waves swept up, but I did not drown. What a blessing to find solid ground Man, though we were scared Then two crazed, unchainable Men with demons follow us all Yeah, they were more than horrible And though we were scared I saw fire, of demons moaning Christ in Watch him exercise the demons. Christ did not stop and we made it through. I've seen something really cool. He made them enter some swine too. Man, though we were scared. Exercise the demons. 
WFIL Handle with Prayer. It's Apologetics from their latest CD. Nitchy, hello. Who's this? Hello. Linda. It's Linda Amos, and I would love to win a copy. Well, okay. That's fine. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tim. You're thank welcome. You. What are you doing today? I just dropped off my grandbaby. I uh, took my other grandchildren out for ice cream after I picked them up from the bus. Nice. And I'm on my way home to take care of my beloved hubby. You are busy, busy. And you're winning stuff. How do you do it? Uh, thank you. What's the secret? I, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow, look at that. All right. Well, let me uh, put you on hold, Joe. Get your stuff off the air, and we'll mail it out. Uh, thanks so much, Tim. You're thanks welcome, for all you're Linda. Doing. My privilege. Uh, have a great day. Very good. Uh, another line ringing. Oh, they hung up. Well, I, saw, I can't only go so fast. I don't want to rush people, you know. I tell you what, we have an extra copy. If you want to give, if someone wants to call in right now, I'll go ahead and give you that, the other copy that we have for today. We may even have a few to do in the next couple of days or over the next week. But 800-560-9345, Apologetics is CD. Again, it's called uh, Nietzsche. Based on one of the things, if you get their music, you'll see it's very much based in Scripture. And uh, one of the passages that's referenced in that song is uh, from Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 8. And uh, a couple of passages there, but one is Jesus calms the storm. And it says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples woke, uh, went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. It's interesting, too, that apologetics uses that passage in that song because if you think about it, the disciples were just talking to Jesus, which is what Pastor Conlon, who we had on a little earlier, was saying. You know, that's what prayer really is. It's talking with God. And there's certainly times you can pray to the Lord with your eyes closed, focused on your knees in your room or whatever the case may be. But just talking to God like the disciples were doing on the boat certainly could be considered a form of prayer, conversation with, with the Lord. So that's from uh, Matthew chapter 8. It's really, or Mark chapter 8, I should say. Very cool. Or was it Mark? I forget which one. Matthew, Matthew 8. Very cool because apologetics is, uh, songs are really based in Scripture. So there you go. All right, hello. Who's this? Hi, this is Janet. Where are you from? Calling... Pardon? Where are you from? Uh, Lansdowne, Pennsylvania. Hey, we calling for an apologetic CD? Yes, please. Well, let's do that. Cool. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thanks for calling in, for listening in today. I'll put you on hold, and Joe will uh, take your info. You having an okay day so far? Yep. Yeah? You ready? Interesting day. (laughs) Why so, dare I ask? Has it been all all over the place? It has been, but as I was leaving the grocery store about an hour ago, there were newspapers on Iraq, and I read a headline in the Philadelphia Tribune, Hmm. and I was shocked. Really? And uh, I could put up a prayer request to people in the listening audience. Sure. Forty-three of black kids in Philadelphia are in foster care. Hmm. And when I Googled about it, 25% of the homeless population, when they age out of the foster care program, are homeless. 
30% end up in prison committing crimes. There is no transition from foster care for how to handle living on your own. If those who are true believers in the audience lift us up before the Lord and ask the Lord to raise up families for these young people. Amen. That's good. Well, I'll do it right now. How about Jenny? Hold on. Let's pray together, right? Christian families, because we're adopted into the family of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, thank you for Janet's call in today. Let's adopting children that have no hope apart from Christ, just as we have no hope apart from Christ. That's true. Janet, we're almost out of time. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for Janet's call and her um, just being sensitive to these things. And we do pray you would stir people's hearts up. You know who is within range of all these people and who can reach and who can be a help. Um, So we do pray for that and ask for for all of us to have eyes and ears and hearts that would reach out to those around us, both in the foster care system. I know people who are listening have probably thought about adopting before, and maybe this is just a, a gentle nudge from you to say, hey, Talk that. Talk about that again with your spouse or your family. Uh, so we do pray for those children specifically that uh, that she read about in the paper today, and then beyond that, give, give us hearts that want to um, to reach out in love and have compassion and and show it, not just have it theoretically, but to demonstrate it. Please give us opportunities and help us to take them with your strength. That'll wrap up our show today on prayer. Uh, we are glad you listened in. Thank you for doing that. You can catch a podcast a little later on this evening. Joe's really good about getting things together after the program wraps up. All the podcasts of the programs are available at WFIL.com. Wow. Okay, then. So we're going to turn things over, speaking of prayer, to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He's going to pray next. And then it'll be time for Truth for Life with Alistair Begg at 5. Thanks again for listening in to Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.